This is Melanie Ake. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet my friend Edward Reed, a passionate educator who for the last 440 days has been teaching us the value of our health, mind, body, and spirit, and can now help you to become all that you want in 2020. Good. There are many people to thank for the visibility of the Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 new Airstream mobile podcast studio. Christie's Design and Sign, located in Greenwood, Indiana, is one of the companies. We chose to include Christie to help us create the right messaging and visibility for our new mobile studio. Christie's Design and Sign can help you with your graphic and messaging needs for many projects. If you want a company that goes above and beyond for your business needs, choose Christie's Design and Sign. I'm really excited to share what's happening at Everyday Leaders. Go to everydayleaders.com. Subscribe to my website where you can learn strategies to become a leader in your own life. On the everydayleaders.com podcast page, you can connect to the guests of the 2019 Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 Leadership Summit and listen to your favorite episodes of the Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Now, if you're ready to take the next step and become a leader in your own life, go to my Everyday Leaders store, select the Life Strategies courses, corporate strategy workshops, or even personal coaching. Go to everydayleaders.com, subscribe, and keep up to date on all of our programs and valuable leadership lessons. Welcome to Everyday Leaders 50 and 50. Edward Reed, thank you for being a guest tonight on Everyday Leaders. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You are one of my favorites, and people are going to say, oh, another John Maxwell team person. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, our tribe is tight. Our tribe is tight. This is true. There, there are some very dynamic people that I've met through the John Maxwell team, and it's some of them are active, some of them are not active right now. But the ones that I stay in touch with are dynamic. As with someone this morning, just he was teaching me how to do some things, and it's just great to be with dynamic people. You know, when I think about John Maxwell, and I think about you know, as I introduce guests and and our connection, you know, we didn't know each other until we both decided to do personal growth and accelerate it in our lives. And it really does change you. And so for people that are listening today, I am really excited for them to go on this journey with you and really understand what you've been doing, especially the last 400 days, <laughs> because you're a crazy man. <laughs> and one of the... Wait, I'll, I'll be doing it tonight also. <laughs> I know. We talk about consistency. But Ed, tell us where you've been for the last 400 and what is it, 13, 14 days now? Right. It is. I believe tonight will be night 400. Today will be day 413 or either 414. So oh uh, I, I just go. It's just so automatic. And it's, so it's, uh, yeah, I'm in the gym. It, it really, I'll tell you this, though, Mel. It is, it is a commitment and an agreement. And it's compassion and action. And so here's what I'm talking about. Uh, as you know, back in June 4th, 2018, I had a mini stroke. Mm-hmm. And it really rocked my world because I didn't see it coming. You know, just, just that earlier that morning, that Monday morning, I was with one of my students. And I'm talking to her. And I noticed that these words are coming out of my mouth, but I'm listening to what I'm saying, and it sounds like gibberish. And I'm like, I speak, I listen. I said, what's that? And I speak, and I listen. I'm like, 
who's that talking? Mm-hmm. And I realized that I was not making any sense. And so I walked the young lady down to the lobby and I come back and my legs are feeling so wobbly. Mm-hmm. And so I literally have my hand up on the wall, just trying to hold myself up. And I, and I don't know what's going on with me. And then I sit down at my desk and then I hear this voice, this internal voice. And it's, uh, it says, Ed, Turn off your computer, turn off your lights, go get checked out. And that typically when I'm not feeling well, I got this stupid thing that I do because of this stupid thing called testosterone. I won't call it stupid, but <laughs> sometimes my reaction to it is stupid, right? And in this time, I lucked up because I wasn't being so stupid. So I said, okay. <laughs> so I get up, I turn off the lights, I turn off the computers, and then I just, I'm walking out. I go sign out, say, hey, I'm going to get checked out. Now I didn't really tell anybody what's going on. All right, another stupid thing that testosterone can do if you're not careful, this pride thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm here, I am too prideful to tell somebody that the left side of my face is feeling numb, my words aren't coming out right, and I'm about to lose my leg. And to top it off, to get the stupidity prize of the year, I get in my car and I'm like, okay, I'm going to drive myself to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, I tell you, as I get closer, I started looking for a place to pull over to the side. And I said, okay, if I, if I go over here, where's a good place I can go in case I need an ambulance? Mm-hmm. And so I'm driving. Then I, I call my wife and I say, hey, look, I'm headed to the hospital. You can meet me there or I can pick you up. But I figured you would want to know, so I figured I'd tell you. Mm-hmm. And so I go through. I pick her up. Then she takes the wheel. We drive to the hospital. And it was one of the scariest things that I've ever gone through because I speak for a living. And they ran all these they, they ran these preliminary tests. So I'm sitting here on the stretcher uh, in the on the gurney bed, and the nurse has me stick my arms out, and she rubs her fingers down both arms at the same time, and she says, do they feel the same? And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. And then she runs both fingers, both hands, uh, down both of my legs. She said, do they feel the same? I'm like, no. And then the doctor comes over. He says, Mr. Reed, we're going to take good care of you, but we believe you might have had a stroke. And then these tears start running down my face because mm-hmm. I'm thinking the worst. And I'm still, like, got this, this like, numbness in my face where it felt like I got shot up with Novocaine. Mm-hmm. And they whip me off. I do a CAT scan, a sonogram, and uh, e- I guess it's an EKG. There's three tests. They checked out the the whole body. They put me in the machine, run all these scans and stuff, and then they put the liquid on there and doing the the, uh, the sonograms. And so it was MRI, CAT scan, and sonogram. Those are the three. <laughs> and by the time all that was over, is late in the evening, and then another, I'm in the hospital room, and another doctor comes in, and that doctor says, Mr. Reed, you had a transemic asthmatic attack. He said, you had a TIA. Mm-hmm. I said, I didn't have TIA. Who is TIA? And he <laughs> says, it's called a mini stroke, also known as the wake-up call. Mm-hmm. And he said, he began to talk to me about this whole thing. And he says, look, you're going to stay overnight under observation, and the neurologist will meet with you in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, Mel, ne- nevertheless, it's about 2 o'clock in the morning, and I have one of them talks with God. And I'm not pushing religion on anybody, but it, I'm a man of faith. And so me and my God, we had a conversation. And, you know, that sometimes we can find ourselves trying to make some deals when we're in the hospital mm-hmm. or when we're in a jam. Isn't that the case? Isn't that the case? Because we always say, hey, let's let's make a deal, right? If you can get me out of this, if you get me out of this, I promise I am going to be different. That that is so true because that's what I said. I said, God, tell you what. I said, we can get up out of here. If we could just get get me out of here, don't bring me back. I said, okay, God, I know, I know, I know I've said some stuff before. And I didn't quite follow through the way I said I was going to follow through. It was like, you're in a jam. God blesses you, then you forget that you made a deal, and that's how you got blessed anyway. But I'm like, this time, I said, God. This time I mean it, right? (laughs) Yeah, this time I mean it. I said, God, it it just, 
I'll, I'll do better. And I said, I don't want to, I don't want to have another, I don't want to have a, another mini stroke. And I said, I don't want to have a full, full blown mini stroke. And so we're going through this and this is June, 2018. And so I uh, actually even took a picture, you know, as one of these pictures, you see me looking pathetic on this hospital bed. And I realized when I met with the neurologist the next day, and most of my tests came back good. I had to meet with a cardiologist. I wore a heart monitor for about three weeks. Uh, I had to take my blood pressure every day and met with a team of physicians. Mm -hmm. And they were worried because they said, after you have a mini stroke, your chances of having a full-blown stroke increase Mm -hmm. by like, you know, 60, 70% chance. And I'm thinking... I got to do something different. I'm like, and I was saying, wait a minute. I'm the guy who lost 100 pounds like 10 years ago, but then I became the guy who lost 100 pounds and started gaining it back because I started having some poor habits. Mm-hmm. And I allowed, I, I, I allowed success from one area of my life to cause me to drift because I was celebrating yesterday instead of focusing on today. Mm-hmm. And it was such a blessing to have that wake-up call and to be on the other side of it. So I said, God, I will be an example for others on how they can improve their wellness and self-care, and I'll be committed. And what came to me was, okay, Ed, uh, use Facebook. Of all things, right, Facebook, here I am. I wouldn't really do them Facebook Lives, but it's like, okay, do use this platform. There are people who are watching you. And be an example. Give a share a thought and share an example. Be a living example and let people watch. Those who stay with you over time, they're going to physically watch your transformation right before their very eyes. Mm-hmm. And so, Mel, for the last 412 days, because I believe today will be 413, I, every day, like everyday leaders, right? So every day mm-hmm. I... Most of the time is in the morning, but sometimes, like today, it'll be in the evening. I will, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do strength training. Tuesday, Thursday, I do cardio. Saturday and Sunday, I do cardio. Usually on Sunday, I'll do light cardio. But because uh, Sunday is like a rest day, so I just, I tone it down, but I still do some kind of physical activity. And oftentimes, you'll find me either in my basement on my spin bike. You'll find me in a gym somewhere, no matter where I am in the in the world, or you'll find me outdoors. I call it God's great out great outdoor. God's great gym is the great outdoors. That's right. But um, I share this with you, Mel. One day I was at an event in my community, and one of the ladies came up to me. She's a little bit older than me. She's in her. I would say she she's a well seasoned, sharp businesswoman, and she's in her sixties. And she came up to me with tears in her eyes. And she said, Ed, whatever you do, don't stop your your thing that you do on, on that Facebook. She says, that, that thing from the gym. She said, Ed, look. And her eyes, little tears start coming down her eyes. She says, what you say makes a difference. And people are listening to you. And she said, Ed, you know, you will never see me post anything on Facebook, but I do watch. Mm-hmm. And she said, as I watched you, she said, you didn't know, but I had been real sick. And as I watched you, I started saying to myself, I can do this. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And so then the tears started really flowing. Mm-hmm. And she gave me a big hug and she said, Ed, thank you. She said, your words make a difference. So don't let nobody tell you to stop. Don't worry about anybody talking about you. And... I said, well, we're going to get God that credit. I said, I can't take credit. My only thing I can take credit for is being obedient. I said, I'm not going to portray that I'm a uh, 100% perfect saint because I'm not. I got some flaws. I have some imperfections that me and God are working on. But I will tell you this is that my compassion to be committed is that I believe that each person is a gift from God. And what's really cool, the gifts that he gives us is not even for us, but the gifts that he gives us 
is to be shared because that's his gift to uh, that's his gift to other people. So that God will give you a gift, Mel. And we're the vehicle, right? We're just the vehicle. We're the vehicle. Yep. Just just like you, like your show, your podcast. God gives you the vision, and really the vision is the game plan. Mm-hmm. And when you're on his team, and I didn't mean to turn this into like a religious thing, because it's not. It's a relationship thing. Right? It's a relationship with the universe. And when you really realize you're an extension of a greater universe, that you're not separate from the universe, but you are part of the universe. Yep. And and even though we're on the planet Earth, but the planet Earth is in the is in the, the belly of the universe and we're all connected because we're all energy, you know, it gets deep. <laughs> well, the thing is, when you do something, you know, thinking about your story and saying, okay, before, when I lost 100 pounds, right, that was hard, but I did it. And then, mm-hmm. and then I kind of lost focus. And so, right. you know, your lesson is so important. And why I love having you on tonight is because people need to hear this. It, here it is getting ready for 2020. And we're going in to have a clear vision of the next decade. And you have made so much commitment to your life. And for people that don't know you or haven't followed you yet, they need to look you up, Edward Reed. (laughs) You've got so much going on. But not only this commitment to the gym, because you need to make your healthy body, right? You're committing to your healthy body. But your spirit and the things that you do inside of the John Maxwell team. You know, one of the... One of our our key mentors, Paul Martinelli, joined you mm-hmm. for a session for a live session not long ago, and right. and so many people would say, "How did you do that? How did you get that done?" Right? Because it looks like it's unreachable, and and I think for me knowing you and watching you, you've been a TV host, you're an educator, you're you're so passionate about everything that you do, Ed. You don't just say. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go try this. You're all in. That's true. I'm. I'm committed. You're committed, and that word doesn't come easy because, you know, that is that's a process. That's like your mind saying, "Okay, well, I can try this and fail, and I can try this and fail," but your attitude is, "I'm doing this, right? <laughs> I'm not turning around if it doesn't work out. I'm gonna figure out how to make it work out." And that's what's so awesome about watching you is because you can really, you can see your progress and you can see, hey, you're going to do youth programs through the Global Youth Initiative. And these are the programs that are going to run and here's how we're going to do it. And you're flying everywhere and, you know, you're adding value to so many people in the world. And sometimes when we're in the middle of it, we can't see how impactful that is. And so I just want to encourage people that connect to you, but also to encourage you to keep doing this because you do make a difference. And, you know, many times we'll say, well, I'll post something. I won't get a like, or nobody comments. You know, many people talk about that on social media, like because your heart is into posting what you feel and how you want to connect. But for you doing this 413 days, Now, people, that's 413 days. That is over a year (laughs) with every day showing up to add value Mm -hmm. to people. And that's huge. I I share this with you, too, Mel. Thank you so much. And I'm very grateful. I'm grateful for our friendship. I'm grateful for just the way that the universe has allowed us to connect Mm -hmm. and it's really, is really to me, is really amazing to watch just how the energy flows through us. And for those who understand this whole concept of universal laws and the law of attraction and the law of uh, awareness and understanding frequencies and vibrations, and that for some people you might say, "Man, what is it? What are they talking about?" But when you, when you plug in, is that I get energized. But here's something I've learned along the journey. And what helps me with my commitment is I'm committed to my continuous growth and development. Mm -hmm. And the more I let go of trying to control other people and control circumstances, Mm -hmm. and I focus on controlling myself, 
Because at, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, the only person that you really control, the only thing that you really control is yourself. Mm-hmm. That's such we a lesson. That is such a lesson, We Ed. can't control. I'm telling you, we, we, we can't control other people. We can influence them, mm-hmm. but you can't control them. Mm-hmm. I can't. I have kids. I can't control my kids. Now, I can influence them, and I can give them some options, but they got to make the decision. I can give them favorable options and options that are not going to be so pleasant. I control, but that's me controlling me. But I can't control. I can't control who loves me. I can't control who hates me. But I can control how I respond to both love and hate. And I had a friend, he once asked my buddy, Marlon, he said, hey, what's it like having kids? I said, Marlon, oh, my God. I said, you know, I've been trying to ask God, why in the world would he give anyone under 25 free will? (laughs) (laughs) I said, you know, before you have kids, you think think your kids are not going to be like anybody else's kids. You think your kids are going to listen 100% of the time? You think your kids are not going to be having some of these problems? And then after the cute phase, they start talking, and the words make sense. Then they start forming arguments that to counter what you told them to do. Then they ask questions. Then they get a little bigger. Then puberty kicks in. And forget about it. What you got to do? Influence. What do you got to do? Control how you respond to their biological development that you can't see with the naked eye. And what I've been doing, and I love this, this as getting older, because things have really, I've been very blessed, but I had to have a shift in my thinking. And I would say probably about the last five, four, five years, and then it's accelerated in the last, say, about two, three years. It's just I started thinking differently. Mm-hmm. And I began to believe what I wanted to do with myself. I believed in my ability to do it, and I didn't let circumstances. I did not, and I won't. I won't let circumstances. I won't let other people's limiting beliefs. I won't let other people's toxic energy become my toxic energy or become my limiting beliefs. And so that that's really empowered me. And then the other thing, too, Mel, that I do is that I surround myself around people like you. Mm-hmm. You know, and... That's made a world of difference. People, people like Eric Reed. People don't realize how important that is, you know, because when you say personal growth, right? So let's take people that are in corporate America today and they, they are signed up for leadership classes. They are on a management track program, right? Management mm-hmm. and training track. They go to seminars. They are put into training programs. And so they believe that that's what they're getting. That's what they are programmed for, right? They've signed up, they're in a career. It might be accounting or medicine or whatever that is, education. And so they're going to workshops that are provided through their jobs. Mm-hmm. But, but what we're talking about is something different. It's not you're an accountant, so get together with accountants, right? It's get together with people that are like-minded that can push you and propel you in your career because what you understand is when you're around these like-minded people that your value is within you like you're saying it's not in your job it's not because you you know scored highest on the test or because you are top in the class for doing a presentation in a demonstration or it's not because you you know brown knows the boss the best right? Mm -hmm. It's about having your own sense of value and purpose. So when that company closes, when things shift, when management and leadership changes above you beyond your control, you still have the ability to know what your value is so that you can move and keep that momentum, which Mm -hmm. is what many, many, many people lose. They lose sight of it because they don't make that tribe and they don't have that connection outside of their normal, you know, day to day. And, and so that's when you say that I really wanted to, to speak into that because many times we forget, like we just do life, you know, kids are in soccer and basketball and church mm-hmm. and vacations and like family functions. What are you going to do? But 
the time that we spend together is when you find that like tribe, you can rely on each other and help coach each other through situations that you never really understood the power of that in these mastermind groups until you do them. And then it changes your life. It changes your life. Absolutely. And I'll go back. You said something about doing life. All right. And what I see is that most people, and I was one of the most people, I was doing the programming that I had been programmed to do. So, so I was following society's programming. Mm-hmm. I went to school. I went to college. I got all these degrees. I've worked corporate. I've worked in the school system. I've held positions of leadership, positions of prestige, uh, went to a prestigious university. You know, and all that, and I respect it. And all that's nice. But I was following the blueprint of programming of what others defined as success. Mm-hmm. But once I had an awakening that it was time to reboot and put in some different programming, and once I began to think, and I'll tell you, now this thinking piece is so critical because there's a difference between following the program and thinking and challenging what you've been taught, what society tells you you're supposed to do. And when you begin to realize that you take the scales from your eyes and you realize that the destiny that you have is the destiny that you build. <laughs> and there's, and you have to ask the question, the question I ask myself, if I continue the way that I was going, who benefits from that programming? Mm-hmm. And then who's, who's living the life that I would love to live, but they're not following the program that I'm on? Mm-hmm. What's different? And the more, and the closer I get to John, you know, it gets in terms of reading his material, learning, uh, blessed to shoot a couple of videos with him and spend some time and, you know, talking with him. And I realized John jumped off the wagon. Mm-hmm. You know what he decided? He was going to think and do some things differently. Mm-hmm. I looked at Paul, our friend Paul Martinelli. What did he do? Paul decided he was going to create the destiny that he wanted and not let circumstances dictate what his destiny was going to be. Mm-hmm. When I look at you, Mel, I look at you and I look at how you've grown and what you're doing with, with your, your everyday leaders. And I'm looking at you with, with I love the van, the, uh, the mobile, right? <laughs> <laughs> the right? Airstream. You know, yep. The Airstream bus. Yeah, yes. that thing is cool. <laughs> and it's, but, but more importantly than that, though, Mel, I look at what you're doing and what I'm doing, what we're doing, and so many of our friends. We're like the orchestra. We're instruments in God's hands. Mm -hmm. And we're all different, but he breathes the breath of life through us. And he makes music. And it's the music that he makes through all these different instruments who've agreed to be in in his orchestra. And then we're able to convert that to impact. And I'll share this with you. It's like, so just so your listeners can learn a little bit more about me, I have three core passions. I'm very passionate about wellness. I'm very passionate about future generations. And I'm very passionate about personal and professional growth as well as organizational development, organizational transformation. And it's all rooted and my love for children. You see, I spent the last 24 years working in education. I worked as a school counselor. I've worked as a high school assistant principal. And uh, I run a counseling. And in the middle of all the other things I do, I also have, I run a counseling uh, program at a middle school. And so I supervise the counselors there. And when you sit down with kids, and here's what I'm going to tell you, Mel. You need to be physically fit. You got to be healthy. And I get a chance to work with families who all come, from, who work in different organizations. And the more I begin working with kids, I say the kids aren't the problem. The adults are. Mm-hmm. I say if I want to save a kid, I got a great. I have to increase my influence and impact. And that's what really led me to doing coaching and professional development, personal development. 
And so well, now I got to work with organizations because I realized that the adults are products of the organizations and the environments that they find themselves in. Mm. So then I began to ask the question, what can I do? What's my part in working with the organization to help them not just to be more profitable financially, but how do you just get them to be a happier place to be? How do you help them build relationships? Because at the end of the day, if I got to go work with big organizations, little organizations, so that I can help create healthy environments for parents who are working and raising their kids to what happens at the office doesn't trickle down to impact the kids. Mm-hmm. Then I'll, I'll go do it. I'll do it. But my heart for children is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's, uh, I'm blessed or that the youth max things we did. And so anytime I have the opportunity to add value to, to these next generations, like this past weekend, uh, I was blessed to join a team of people in uh, Toronto, and we're working with young people. Uh, Donna and I, Donna Rice, uh, very close friend. She and I, we've built a, a partnership, and it just kind of happened. You're talking about things that fall in place. Mm-hmm. We both share the compassion for people and, and a compassion for youth, and our thinking is very aligned. So Donna and I started, <laughs> check this out, we started a uh consulting company mm-hmm. and we're and we have some nice projects that we're going to do but what's really cool is i would share that i am a uh, expert in human behavior and relationships you know those kinds of things and leadership and donna is an expert in organizational transformation and we decided to put our heads together and say how can we add value to more people across the globe across industries that during this limited amount of time we have to be on the earth that we can set future generations up for long-term success. Mm-hmm. That's so important. And how many times are people right in our lives that we say, oh, you know, well, how did that other person think about that, right? They created something that the space wasn't there, but they made it really important and valuable. Mm-hmm. And and there's so many times that there are people around us, right? It's that law of awareness that we that we love to teach, chapter two in the fifteen laws of growth. <laughs> 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 but how important is that message? Like thinking about when you meet somebody, when you're sitting at a conference, when you're, mm-hmm. you know, watching them evolve, when you see that your space, the the value that you have in your own space. Who can connect to you? Who can add value to you? Who can you bring in that can add value to the people you're adding value to? Mm-hmm. You know, and not right. keeping it just contained for, I want the credit. I want the acknowledgement. I want the resources, right? Instead, I mean, you teach us such valuable lessons, Ed, in everything that you do because it's your mindset. It's your commitment. It's your, you know, it's just your attitude, about everything and every approach that you have in your life. And so for people that haven't yet connected to you, if they start following you, their life will change in a significant manner, significant manner, because all they have to do is get on Ed Reed, watch you, listen to you and say, you're not just talking the talk. You're actually walking the walk. Well, you know, thank you for saying that because it's, and that's one of the key components of doing the the, the videos, mm-hmm. because I want to not just talk the talk. I want to I want to demonstrate by example. Mm-hmm. And I'll, if Ed Reed can do it, anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you'll laugh at this one. Uh, sometimes when I'm working, doing some stuff in the educational community, and I've been uh, I've hosted some different shows. I did the TV show stuff, but then I've been the moderator and what do you? I guess the host for some live events, mm-hmm. and then I've been asked to speak. So I'll never forget, you know, I'll give you this. One of my opening lines, especially in the educated, the education community or the intellectual community, they're so funny because I'm standing there. And I said, well, look, I got a disclaimer. So before we get started, I got to tell you guys something. I said, now, I'm the guy who graduated from high school. I'm a, I said, before we go, before we get started, I want you to know I'm a reformed knucklehead. I'm still in recovery. I said, I'm the guy who graduated from high school with a 1.98 GPA. And I said, 
I'm also the guy who got a 740 on the SAT combined. And I said, now, right about now, you're probably saying, why in the world is he sitting here talking to us? <laughs> and I said, don't get it twisted. I'm also the guy who graduated from Hopkins, Johns Hopkins with a 4.0 mm-hmm. for, my fourth, uh, for my fourth degree, which was a post-master's degree in counseling and clinical supervision. And I said, so here's what I've learned over the years. Oftentimes, our performance isn't always a reflection of our ability, but sometimes our performance is a reflection of our attitudes, mm. is a reflection of what's going on with us emotionally. Mm. And if you want to unlock the potential that others have within them to perform, begin to unlock the chains that hold them back emotionally that impact their attitudes. And when you learn the secret of removing the chains that keep people in bondage, you might just find out you got some thoroughbreds on your team. Mm-hmm. So we got to be careful never to mistake performance with ability if we haven't explored what else might be there. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll share this for you and for your listeners. Some of the work that I've looked at more recently was an article written called a level five leaders. And it's not five levels of leadership. That's John's work. But the other one is a level five leader, Jim Collins, mm-hmm. the same author from good to great. Good to great. Yep. And when Jim talks about a level five leader, you can find his old one. It's in Harvard business review. What he talks about is the concept of transcendence. And Donna and I, we have great conversations around the word transcendence. And when you look at Maslow, we all know Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But what's often left out there, Mel, is when Maslow was talking about transcendence. And Mel, what you were talking about is the epitome of transcendence, where we're no longer worried about the awards and the titles and uh, all the material things, but we, we are more concerned about the impact for the greater good of our organization, of our followers, of our tribe. And so now our work, our, our motivator is not an award. Well, you know, it's nice to win awards. I want some. But it's even better when you see the impact of your work. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And, you know, taking time to reflect and saying, when am I going to see it? You know, for the impatient people, it's I want to create the team now. I want people to follow me now. I want people to react now. I want them to be better now. (laughs) Right. It takes a consistent plan. You can't lose. Mm -hmm. You can't lose 100 pounds. You can't become a great leader. You can't run a great company. You can't have people follow you just by do it today. Right wave your magic wand or snap your fingers. It takes what you know, which is this whole methodology of commitment. And uh, whether it be faith, whether it be your belief in your heart, it's the attitude and the action that are the ones that are going to mm-hmm. speak and win. And and that's where you shine. Well, I, I tell you, thank you so much. And, and that's 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 us, because I'll give you two more key points. One is we have to ask ourselves, are we energy drainers or energy rechargers? Mm-hmm. Am I going to drain the energy from people while I suck the life out of them or will I pour life into them? And then the second question we have to ask ourselves, once I've, I, I give it, I pour, I, I pour everything out of the tank, Am I worried about holding back because I don't think I can get anything back in the tank? Or am I confident to know that there is more than abundant, there's a great abundance of energy waiting to jump right in your tank, but it can't get in there until you pour out what's already in there. Mm -hmm. I saw you something I call the stale milk syndromes, right? Stale milk. You can have fresh milk, but if you don't get rid of it, it's going to get sour. <laughs> and, and sometimes we got folks so greedy, just want to hold on to their little cup of milk. Got their cup of milk, and they cherish that cup of milk. But they don't realize if they don't 
share that milk or you consume that milk, that milk's going to turn sour. Mm -hmm. And yet, there's so many other folks waiting to share some milk with you, but it can't pour into your cup if it's already full. Mm -hmm. So I look at God as the milk provider, and I look at us as the cups that pour our milk that we've received into the other cups that are waiting to receive. Now, I'm not saying that you don't use discernment, but I am saying don't get stuck with yesterday's successes, that you don't make room for today's success. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the key lessons I learned after I had dropped that 100 pounds 10 years ago. I was so stuck on being the guy who lost 100 mm -hmm. that I didn't realize I was the guy who started gaining a lot of weight back. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm very focused on consistency. Mm -hmm. Consistency is not a sexy word, but it produces sexy results. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it, though? <clears throat> I, you know? It's one of those boring things that you say, well, how did you do that, right? When you look back... And over your 413 days, I'm sure there are a lot of times when you didn't feel like it. You know, you, oh, didn't, yeah. you didn't feel like just getting up and doing it and doing the live and doing the commitment and, you know, making sure that people knew. But that's the accountability, too, that you had, knowing that you weren't going to give up on yourself and you weren't going to give up on how you were going to influence other people. Because mm -hmm. that's what you're about. Right. And it's the influence. And I'll tell you this, though, Mel. I think you're in that same boat. I know that you're there. Not only do we look to influence, we use influence to make an impact. Mm -hmm. And the way we measure impact, who's acting on what we've shared. Mm -hmm. And like even folks who do my masterminds, or, and I got some new courses that are going to be launching uh, pretty soon. And well, of course, I would like to, to have people purchase the courses. But it's more important to me that they apply use the knowledge that they gain from what they've invested in. Yep. Amen. Because to me, it's, I really, while I'm thankful and, and grateful for a person to use my services, but it means so much more to watch them apply the information that I've shared because it's taken me a lifetime to get it. Mm -hmm. That's a leader. And that's what you are. <laughs> you are an everyday leader, Ed. <laughs> you, hey, you know what they say? It takes one to know one. Well, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's so fun to sit here and, I mean, we could talk for days, which we do all the time. But, <laughs> but what's so awesome about this is, you know, the inspiration, why Everyday Leaders was formed, why this podcast started, was because I felt in my heart after I was connected to a tribe but you, you begin to learn your voice and you begin to have clarity around what you want to communicate to the world. And so I laugh because I, I think about many of the people that I've had on the program when I started this. It wasn't about my John Maxwell tribe at all. It was people that were in my life that I saw, oh my gosh, you have so much leadership capacity and you don't even recognize it. And, and so many of these people have, have, you know, through the last couple of years have started to evolve themselves. And I think it's because there's been a voice, there's been an opportunity for them to have a voice and say, wow, somebody really thought that maybe I had something to say. And, mm -hmm. and so it makes me really think about the times in our lives that we're around and we're in groups or we're in community or we're in just our normal career that we don't look right beside us and recognize the people that are doing so many great things and, and recognizing how they are leading their lives with success, even through all their struggles. Now they may not be loud or boisterous or stand on the podium, but every single one of us has the capacity to change and make the decisions and make the commitment and do the things that you've just talked about. It doesn't, take a scholarly degree it doesn't take getting you know five thousand on your sat <laughs> which you can't get but but you know it it, it just right. takes the right attitude and then the right action 
And, and, and that's so true, Donna, because I, I hear I'm calling you Donna Mel. <laughs> Mel, that's so true, right? Because we, we, I think of two people who, have, who are everyday leaders that inspired me, and I think they've kind of cultivated the way for me to even have the thought of doing a thought from the gym. Mm-hmm. And it's watching Eric Reed. Eric Reed is so consistent with him. his with his work and the different projects that he consistently does. And I I, I hate that I have stuff to do eight o'clock in the morning when he has uh, his show, but watching him and then Dennis Larue doing his uh, still toes on Sunday evenings, eight p.m. Central. Those two, they were doing their thing before I started mine. Now, I, and I look at Dennis every Sunday night. I think he just finished like 100 and something yep. uh, just this past Sunday. And then I look at Eric. I lost count of who Eric does, but he's consistent. Yep. And I looked at Dennis and I looked at Eric and I said, hey, you know, these guys are role models of consistency with taking what they believe is the creating the platform to add value to their audiences. Mm-hmm. And I believe that God has put those guys in my life as an example to go do the things that I have to do as well. And what you'll find out is we're not the only one. Sometimes you might feel like you're the only one, but you look at, hey, you know, this person, they're doing it. And this person, and you know what? This person is too. And they, they didn't have the big big million-dollar budget. They didn't have the big team, but they had the million-dollar heart, and they got, they got to it. Yep, that's exactly right. They got to it, and and that's all it is, right? And it's telling people you don't have to have everything thought about and set up and designed. Just do it. Step into it and start it and be consistent, and what you'll learn through it is you will change, and you will craft it differently, and you will think of it differently, but in the end, you're going to learn so much through it that you're going to become somebody really, really impactful. And you're going to make a huge difference in your life, in your family's life, in everybody that you're surrounded with. Absolutely. It, well, I'll tell you, too. Am I able to share with you the next project I have coming? Yes, absolutely. Because uh, I'm watching our time, too. Yeah. I know yeah. we can just flow. And just I know. And just, like, go. <laughs> right? And so I'm going to be mindful of, of your time. Uh, the, the, the next project that's coming out pretty soon is going to be Get Fit 100 yes. Wellness. Yes. And it's going to be a 100-day boot camp, and people will be able to start any day they're ready to start. But I'm putting some finishing touches on a online uh wellness boot camp that focuses on the body, the mind, the spirit, and the heart. So focusing on these four areas of wellness at the core. So what we do to stay strong and stay get, be well physically, which is the body, uh, the mind, which is like the mind, you know, is the mind, right, mm-hmm. psychologically, uh, the heart, and the spirit. And within that, I'll be doing, so not just the physical piece, but I'll be helping folks through um, an online course with videos, and there'll be times where I'll do live calls, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And so I'll have that. I'm working out some of the other things that need to be ready to launch, but that's going to be it. And the website will be up and running uh, within the next few weeks, but it's going to be it's Get Fit 100 Wellness. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, when we post this, I want to include all your links. I want people to connect to you. I want to encourage you, you know, as many days as you're going to go to the gym, 413, mm-hmm. 414. I can't wait to be around for 800 because I know you're going to get there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, look, you, you, I, so, you know, you just signed up to be my guest for, for, the eight, for day 800. Okay. <laughs> I'm writing it down. I'm going to go see what day that's going to be. That's but awesome. day 800. I was going to invite you to be my guest for day 500 because that's coming up before you know it. That's coming up. And if you want, you can, you, can, you can join me for both. That would be awesome. 
That would be awesome. Right. So here's, here's, here's a live invitation. You'll be my special guest for day 500. Okay. You got it. Right. You got it. So that's about 97, 96 days from now. Mm-hmm. It could be around. Then, sometime the, in February. Could be around the leadership summit. Oh, how interesting would that be? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I'll work around your time. Oh, my gosh, Ed. Well, you know, thank you so very, very much for coming on and sharing. You're so so wise. The wisdom that you have, I could could share so much about Ed Reed right now. But um, I just, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you for sharing everything, for teaching us so much value tonight. And I wish you all of the best of success for everything that you're involved in. And, and when people are around wherever you are, whether it be in Virginia, whether it be in, in Toronto, whether it be in Texas, wherever you are, they need to follow you and they need to get involved. Hey, thank you so much. And thank you for having me. And I just want to once again just reiterate that the work that you're doing to bring so many different leaders together from so many different cultural backgrounds and geographical locations, that we really are a global village of leaders Mm -hmm. who lead every day because we see the value in our fellow human beings. Mm -hmm. We do. And we just want to add value. So if Ed can help you, if I can help you, if Donna Rice can help you, if Eric Reed can help you, if Dennis LaRue Dennis can help LaRue. you, <laughs> if Paul Martinelli, you know, we're going to have a big kick here for the end of the year. And I think we always do it. So if uh, my little plug, if people want to join the John Maxwell team, you know, we're going to have a lot of people that have an opportunity. Uh, usually at the end of the year, there's a special bonus. So um, I, I really love to just see that flux of people so they can come to the International Maxwell Certification in March. And uh, you never know what can change your life when you make one decision for you. One decision for you. So that's how I'm going to leave this tonight. Make that one decision for you and join Ed and I and the rest of the people that are just trying to change the world one day at a time. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great night, Ed. Hey, you too. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake with Everyday Leaders. I wanted to invite you to join my leadership class. It's Life Strategies 101, where I'm going to take you through the everyday 15 laws of growth. It's an amazing journey. It's 15 weeks with me as your personal coach. Join me, everydayleaders.com, and sign up today.